Hey, welcome to Late Night with Larry. We're doing it once again. I'm here with my co-host, Vince. Vince, give me a shout out. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. We are back in the Larry D Studios. Last time we talked to you, we were out on location. That's right. And uh, so we're going to pick it up uh, today. And we're going to go back to, we were recently in the Hamas Mountains. And we're going to start it off with that. But before we do anything, we still want you to hit that subscribe button. And we still want you to email us. And you can do that at late night with Larry 55 gmail.com and we still are in the process of changing over to cryptid crossroads 505 and you can even email us there at cryptid crossroads 505 right at gmail.com and don't forget to tap that app that's right and we're going to start off with a little bit of uh our 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 tradition our liquid our, courage our, our liquid courage this is how we uh <laughs> get the courage to go squatching so and we could have used some of this last week all right anyway here's to y'all thanks for being here ah pretty good good stuff there maynard tastes just like grandpa's medicine he's to keep in the shed that's right oh was that what that was (laughs) (laughs) so anyway we're gonna pick up last weekend we were in the hamas mountains and uh, we're just out there, and some interesting things happened to us. We took our older brother with us, and he got to enjoy some of uh, the activity that we enjoy. Right. Um, he he was lucky because uh, that was his first visit, and he got like uh, he got the bonus. Too. He, he did. I mean, for his first visit, he got to witness some. Uh, UAP activity, UFO, whatever you want to call it. And we'll start off with that. So we usually see things in the sky up there because it's so dark and you see all the stars. And uh, this isn't the first time I've seen strange aerial phenomenon just going in different directions. But this night we were there and it happened that, you know, we're outside just enjoying Mother Nature, waiting for squatches to come around and we look up in the sky and uh here's this at first i thought it was a plane but it was moving too fast it didn't have uh, a beacon it wasn't bleeping and it was bright but what set it off is we were all looking at it and this craft like zigzagged and there it, you could see it plain as day and and there's no way our conventional craft would do that. No, no way. Not at not at that rate of speed. And no, no. But uh, just just to let you know, we were talking about this on our lot, our last podcast. We're just revisiting it and uh, hopefully fill you in on the whole story. That's right. That's but anyway, that that craft was uh, you like he said it was a bright light, no beacon, and yeah. uh, that that's what set it apart. Because most planes, even military planes, they'll have a flashing beacon, they, or, or or even even no matter how high the plane is, you at least hear some of the unless it's super high, you hear some of the jet engines. You, right, you hear it traveling through the air. And uh, I don't think this craft was that high. If it was a jet, we should have heard it. Right. And, and there was no noise. Absolutely no noise. No. And uh, our older brother got to saw it and we told him, well, what do you think about that? And it, it piqued his interest right away because, you know, we tell people we see things and a lot of people, you know, they take it for what it is. But 
it was an eventful night. Yeah. Now, now our brother, he was on a, a much earlier podcast and he's had some UFO experience, UAP experiences. Yeah. So he was, uh, he was convinced this was a UAP and that wasn't the only one. There was uh, several lights out there moving pretty fast. Yes. It, uh, that wasn't the only light we saw. And, and when, we, once we saw these lights, we could have swore we saw jet fighters flying in the area. Right. It, it looked like, uh, Right up where we were looking, where we saw most of the activity, it looked like on the edges, like the jets were coming, they were flanking them. Now, bear in mind that there's an Air Force base close by. Right. Now, you could tell these were military jets. They were, they were moving pretty quick. They had beacons, but they could not keep up with these UAPs. Not at all. And uh, uh, it, it was just strange. Uh, it looked like they were flanking the area where the activity is, and these other ones were flying, and... The one on the, I guess that you would say would be the north side. Right. He kept going and he kind of got out of sight where the trees were. Right. And then these UAPs were just zooming around doing what they do. And we saw something weird that, I don't know if it was just coincidence. I don't know. It, right where those that uh, jet was, we saw a flash in the sky. And then what, you know, people describe as a shooting star. But actually you could see this burning. There was, this was debris coming back into the atmosphere. It was it was interesting. It was an eventful night, and uh, you know, uh, I don't know what to say about that. Like, and we're gonna have to say it was a UAP because we sh- just don't know what it was. But but it was cool that our other brother got to experience it with us, and uh, and I'll let you lead off on the next interesting thing that happened to us. Right. So after we we stood out there. Uh, we were freezing. It was pretty cold out there. So just so you know, the sacrifices we make for you. <laughs> that's right. And uh, that's why a lot of these uh, skeptics, they don't want to set foot out there because of the elements. It was cold that night. I mean, it's, what, 100 degrees here in Albuquerque? Yeah, when we left uh, town, it was definitely 100 degrees. But when we got up there, it, it was mild. But when the sun went down... Yeah, I'm Man, talking uh, cold. you need a, a thick jacket. It, it definitely. And, and people would think, oh, I'm not going to take a jacket because it's so hot. <laughs> Big mistake. Big thing twice. Yeah. <laughs> we, we were uh, kind of giving our brother tips. Uh, you know, it's going to be cold. Take a jacket. So he took a warm jacket, but guess these two numbskulls forgot a jacket. <laughs> oh, and I froze my ass. Yeah. Thank, thank God my other brother had a jacket because... I, I would have been inside the truck rocking back and forth. It's <laughs> right. cold. But anyway, we, we <laughs> sat out there and we, we uh, witnessed a lot of stuff that we just described. And it was just mind-blowing. We're, we're like looking at each other. Can you see that? Are you seeing this? Right. It, it and was. and there, there was more than one because I've seen several. And uh, we decided to get in the sit in the truck where it was warm. And uh, we said, we'll do a podcast. My brother had his mobile podcast unit and... Uh, We'll talk about the lights in the sky that we've been seeing. Right. So we sat in the truck. Um, we're totally dark. We can't have campfires up there. So all we had was a lantern right. that was shut off and uh, that was put down to cool. So we sat in to do uh, our podcast and uh, probably, I don't know, halfway through, maybe 10, 15 minutes into it. I'd say, yeah, about halfway through. We're sitting there talking away, discussing what we saw and... Uh, there was just a, a tap, and the well, it was more. It was more. It wasn't a tap. It, it was. It was a big tap, and the truck shook, like something hit it, and uh, we even stopped the podcast. We're like, whoa, whoa, 
Did you feel that? Did you hear that? Right. Because you could hear it and feel it. So we, we asked each, I don't know, <clears throat> I guess I was talking to him off camera and he thought maybe he was imagining it. I thought maybe I was imagining it because no. we kept asking each other, did you hear it? Did you feel it? <laughs> right. It, it was, uh, I was kind of like a little in shock. I was like, did, did what just happened happen? Yeah. So we sat there and uh, we didn't get out immediately because we're like, did that really happen? So what I did, I was, I was pressing the brakes for the truck. So see if I could see anything behind us. Right. And I, I couldn't see anything behind us. So we got out. Finally, we got out of the truck and we looked around. We couldn't see nothing around. Now, again, that's us being uh, unprepared. We, we did not film any of the UAPs. Right. We did not uh, document anything on this uh, when the truck moved other than the podcast. But I don't think it, the, the mic would pick that up. No, and I'm going to have to start taking my GoPro out there with us. Uh, it, you know, it, it'll zoom, but it, it won't do uh, deep zoom. But at least we may be able to capture some of uh, the activity we see and right. uh, share it with you. And, and when, where we were, you really wouldn't have to zoom if you just cut. No, I, I know. It's, it's just, you know, and I could do the wide angle so that we could pick up most of the sky. And, and it was... I'm, I'm, I always kick myself in the ass. I'm like, yeah, man, I forgot it. We, we've been buying new uh, equipment and stuff, and here we were, unprepared. We had our cell phones. Uh, we had our my my scope, the infrared, right. which we could have used because it takes picture and video. Right. But anyway, when we finally got out of the pickup, when something touched it, we all agreed we heard and felt something, so we got out. And uh, we're looking around. We didn't see nothing, so we started looking at the truck, and then the the rear uh, left uh, corner of the bed, there was a handprint. Now, the truck had been washed totally, you know, washed uh, inside and out prior to this. But going out there, it's so dusty. There was a, the truck was coated in dust. That's why this, this handprint was so visible. Right. Now, it wasn't a full handprint. It was just, uh, I would say, from the middle finger down maybe. It's if you ever ran your hand across a truck when it's dusty, that's what it looked like. Okay, but uh, it looked like a hand had just touched it. Now we looked at the print. Uh, I I put my hand next to it for comparison, and uh, I'm, I got average hands. They're not huge, but the print was a good four inches longer, right? At least than uh, my where my fingers extend. It was in. That was an eventful night, and when when we got out of the truck finally, and he's saying he hit the lights, I think it was us building up the courage to get out, because of course there's a campfire restrictions. We have no fire going. We turned out the lantern, so it weren't pitch dark. <laughs> yeah. And uh, once we got out of the truck and took a look at what touched the truck, possibly, I was shocked. I was. I, and I was telling my brother, I keep thinking all week, did did I really feel the truck move? <laughs> right. And uh, on the way down the mountain, uh, after we finally did leave, uh, we he was sitting in the front seat, so we were jabbering away. And uh, I asked my brother in the back, I said, hey, are you awake? He goes, yeah, I'm awake. He said, I was just thinking about how thick those fingers were on the print. Right. It's... Uh it was, let's just say it was eventful. And, and I am just glad our older brother went with us because, you know, just like you people listening, he hears our podcast, he listens. And uh, 
you know, people kind of wonder, is this real? If you haven't had an experience for yourself, you're going to always question someone else's experience. Right. And you're going to wonder, is it real or are they making this up or, but... I could tell you if you have one of these experiences, you'll believe. Yeah, you'd be amazed at how much it opens your mind to other things also. It does. Because if you have a, it it don't matter if it's UAP, Bigfoot, paranormal, you have one of these experiences and you're thinking, well, I I know what I experienced. So if this is possible, who knows what else, you know? So that's why you you start to listen to others with an open mind. And And my thing is, who could run by the truck Leave a big handprint like that and vanish. And vanish. When we're the <laughs> we're the only ones out there, and we're right. we're miles back on a on a forest road. <laughs> we up, are up in the mountains, and for that to happen, it, it makes you really do a deep dive into your thoughts, and and you're wondering, well, did I really experience this? Did it really happen? Uh, it puts you in shock when it first happens. You're you're like, what the hell was that? You know that that. The adrenaline will pop up a little bit. The fear factor will pop up because there's no one out there. Right. And who, who did this? Right. Now, we've been going out there for several years, and we've always had some kind of uh, experience. You know, rarely do we ever go and nothing happens. Right. You know, we're not saying it's all Sasquatch or UFO, but something happens. Just makes you think. Well, let's just say we have never had a close experience like this. Well, that's that's what I was just going to say. This is, uh, if it was truly what we think it was, uh, you know, going by just what's in our mind and the print we found on the truck, that right. is the closest they've ever come. It it sure shocked me. It <laughs> it startled me. Now, I, I, I told somebody uh, I know, and uh, I, I told them the story, and, and they know the background, how we go up there and do what we do. And uh, this person's response was, well, maybe they're getting used to you guys. That's why they're coming in closer. Uh, If they are, I want them to come in a little closer and stay a little longer so we could take some good pictures. Right. Maybe we could get a picture with one of them, you know, buddies. Hey. Yeah, and like a meet and greet. That's right. (laughs) I doubt that'll ever happen, but... (laughs) Yeah, but uh, that was that was pretty intense. Usually, when we go out there and we we hear screams or when the bottle is thrown at us or right. whatever, I mean, I'm like, yeah, that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. And uh, but this experience, uh, it, everything just happened so quick, boom, 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 in a short period of time. Huh? It, it was so it, the UAPs, then, then that. It was one of those crazy nights. That's all I could say. It was a crazy night for us. Uh, so many things happened. And it, like my brother said, it was in quick succession. The UAP, we get in, we start podcasting, then the bump on the truck, and we go out, and it's a handprint. And it was just right, kind of overwhelming. But, but like I was saying, we've had other experiences where we're like, cool. Uh, we go home, and we're looking forward to the next encounter. Right. This is one of those trips where I was thinking about it all week. I, you and me both. I, all I kept thinking about is, did did we really see that? Did that really happen? And uh, here's the beautiful thing. I was hoping my brother could hear one scream. He got even better than that because he was in the back seat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that, that was cool what he experienced, but he needs to hear one scream. He does. Uh, I, I told him the story about uh, 
when you heard the one scream about three, four in the morning and right. you almost talked yourself into going home? It, it, it is scary because you, you wonder what is up in these mountains that could hold a loud, deep scream like that. And I say scream, but it, I don't know what to call it but other than a scream, but it sustains and you know it's in a distance, but yet it's loud enough for you to hear it. And, right. and you're thinking if that was even 200 feet away from me, that'd be a terrifying scream. I, I would probably definitely get in the truck and leave. I'd be like, oh, I don't know what that is. I'm out of here. Right. But anyway, I, I told our older brother that story, and he be, you know, he believes us, but he thought that was kind of funny. That's why I wanted him to hear a scream. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I, uh, on that first night I heard my encounter, I heard the screams from like 20 yards away. And I could see why you were all shook up now. I mean, if I were to hear one of those close like you did, it would shake me up. I'm not going to lie. It would shake me up deeply. That, that's why when I told you I, I called you, I never wanted to go back to the forest right. again. <laughs> <laughs> and I get it. I get it. But, you know, my thing is we know they're up there. Uh, a lot of people will deny that they're up there, but I know they're up there. And, uh, and I, I, I want a closer. Well, we had a close encounter. I can't say encounter now. We had an experience, but I would love to get my straight line visual to see it right, right. in the open. Now, if if it was truly what we think it is, and they're they, and it's true what somebody said that they're just getting used to us, and uh, they're starting to come in closer. Uh, maybe from here on out, our uh, our trips will be a lot. A lot better. We'll have a lot more to report and hopefully some good evidence. And we're getting all the right equipment. We just got to remember to use it. Right. I, I think it, it'd be nice. Um, now, I don't think my GoPro does good in the dark, but uh, I'm really thinking after this, I'm thinking I got to have something that can record in the dark. And, you know, so that we could maybe put on the back of the truck and it'll capture at least a good 90 degree angle. And so that if anything comes in, we'll be able to catch it. Right. Now, I heard somebody say one of the best ways to catch uh, Bigfoot footage is to mount it on your truck. They said a lot of times you'll pull into a spot in the dark and you won't even see them, but the cameras will pick them up. Right. Or else if, if you're out there, you know, like we do, we sit by the campfire. Right. They see we're holding something, and if they think it's a camera, or they might not know it's a camera, they might just think it's something to hurt them. Right. That's why they keep their distance. But if it's mounted to the truck, like a piece of the truck, they probably won't give it a second thought. Well, and if you look at 90% of these videos that people have captured them through video recordings, they didn't even know they were there. They found it after they were home reviewing the video. And they happen to see something out of the ordinary and they take a closer look and they're like, oh, my God, we didn't even see that there. Right. Yeah. There's family vacations from 20 years ago. They look at again and right. they find that. Yes. Now, th there's always the, the thing uh, people say, well, how come we don't have more Bigfoot footage or UAP footage and blah, blah. But, uh, you know, <laughs> I've always thought, you know, if I see a Sasquatch, first thing I'm picking up is my phone. That, that's what you would think you would but, do. But uh, when we, like I said, this happened all pretty quick. <clears throat> boom, boom, boom. And uh, picking up a piece of equipment or my phone to record it was the last thing on my mind until that, we left. That I mean, look, we even built up the courage to get out after a few minutes. And we saw the print, 
But did one of us think about getting the phone? No. I mean, we all had a phone on us, but duh, not one of us said, hold on, let me take a picture of this. We just were all like, well, what is, look at that, what is that? Right, we all had our phones, we have a, a big spotlight, we have an infrared scope, Right. we have a night vision monocle, or whatever you call them. Yep. But did we think about breaking any of them out? No, and I don't care who you are, if you experience this, and you're not already filming, that's the last thing on your mind. Because like I said, the fear factor sets in, the adrenaline starts rushing, and you're not worried about your phone. You're kind of looking around in the dark like, oh, is it still here? Where'd it go? Right. Um, but but to be kind of, uh, to balance things out, I guess another argument, when we are there and we could start a fire, we, le we open the tailgate to the truck and we have our equipment ready there. Yeah. Th At least, you know, if we see it, we'll maybe we'll think about, okay, I'm going to pick this up and try to record something. It, it is. And for those of you, uh, may, I know there may be some people listening, but for those of you that have never been up in the mountains in just darkness without lights, without fires, uh, that's one of the last things on your mind. Your, your uh, flight or fight instinct really kicks in right you start to you you're not you're not settled at all you're you're on edge like what's out there and what? and uh, when something hit the truck i think all of our flight instinct almost kicked in because <laughs> it took us a minute to get out I, I think it did and that's uh while we all looked at each other like did you hear that did you feel that did you <laughs> that was the first thing so of course that's when the adrenaline starts to pump and uh and and the fear, you know, should we get out of here? What what was that? But it was an experience, and I'm glad it happened. Uh, yeah, I could and, and I could tell a million people, and only maybe two will believe me. Right. <laughs> well, maybe more will will believe because uh, actually, um, people know what we do now. There, right. people are starting to know. That's why uh, I've told you this. When people at work have some something weird, they always come to me. Hey. Can I talk to you? I want to tell you something. Because they know I'll listen and I won't ridicule them. Right. And I was talking to my son about UAPs, UFOs, and uh, I sent him a, a it's, it was something on TikTok about a UFO that penetrated a, a military base and they're shooting at it and they, they couldn't touch it. This thing, it just zooming in and out. Dan lets us know our technology is nothing compared to theirs and he told me you know what dad it seems like ufos uaps that the sightings are becoming more and more occurring on a regular basis i said it seems that way because now everyone's seen them and no no is it more and more or is, or is it more people speaking out and there's more technology to catch it because everyone has a camera right uh I think it's a little bit of both. You know, people are starting to accept it. They're starting to realize that there is something up there. And if you look close, you'll see it. Uh, we got groups of people now that even contact them, supposedly. Uh, it's out there. It's happening. And it's becoming more frequent. Now, I got a question for you. Something that I don't know if you noticed but I've noticed because I like to watch a lot of documentaries about UFOs, UAPs. Right. <clears throat> and back in the day, going back to, say, the Roswell crash and there was other, you know, instances from back then, you know, where they take pictures. Right. Now, as our technology advances, just by the pictures I've seen of so-called UFOs or UAPs, 
their technology has advanced. Because uh, look at the debris in the Roswell crash as compared to some of the pictures of UAPs today. Well, here's the thing. How can we advance and expect them to stay stagnant? Right. I would think that they would be uh, advancing at a more rapid rate than we are. But, okay, example, there was a guy, I forget where... 40s, 50s, he took a picture of one. I saw it on, uh, there's a show called Paranormal Fact or Fake. Right. And anyway, they're trying to recreate what he pictured. Right. Now, this looks like your classic 1950s UFO. You know, it looked like windows all the way around, and that's what it looked like. Now, I understand their technology's advancing, but could it be that those were primitive craft compared to what we see now? Right. Could it be that there there truly are these wormholes that they come through? Because to allow them to come with that, their basic technology, I, I you know I'm I'm going to say the wormhole theory is it's out there because even our own scientists hold it as a theory. Albert Einstein held it as a whole as a theory, and a matter of fact, Albert Einstein even proved it. If you right. look at his research, he proved that light does bend. And therefore, he said, so if light could bend, you could bend space. And his theory about how space does bend, and they use the Earth and the planet size example, as they rotate, they're bending in space. So I'm thinking his theory is not okay. that far off. Okay, now now listen to the rest of my theory here and tell me if you kind of agree with it or I'm way off. But uh, like I said, these craft, even going back to Roswell, crash are very primitive compared to what we see now in the skies right or what is depicted as a uap right because now they go underwater and stuff now could it be that they they tap this uh wormhole stuff and uh their their technology wasn't as far advanced ahead of ours as we thought because they could come through the wormhole they figured that out but back in the day we had ufos crashing right you don't have that today no, no, we don't. And now, now there, we have some good technology. There's a still ahead of us, but could it be that they're not as far ahead of us as what we think? They just figured out a few things with quantum physics that we have not. Well, I, I, th- I think that is a good theory. And it's okay, let's use we got the Mars rover. Uh, I think that's kind of like some of the things they sent their, uh, their uh, initial craft here. And they're saying, oh, wow, we, okay, we now have the technology to make it. Of course, they're going to improve on it. Look at what we're doing with satellites. If you look at the first satellite we launched compared to the satellites right. we have today, and, and I'm talking telescopic satellites, the first one we sent out is died. It's floating around in space. But it was, it, it was an ugly piece of equipment compared to how we've streamlined it today. And the technology that we've added today. So, and that's why I'm saying if we could do that, I would expect them to do that on a higher level. Now, when I was in business school, we talked about technology and how um, there's a law for it. And I forgot whose name, but it was this professor that said every 18 months, technology doubles. And uh, they revise that. It's now like 
every six months technology can double because we're moving at faster and faster rates. Right. So if you look at the laptop that first came out in the late 80s, look at a laptop in the 90s, look at today's laptops. Today's laptops are more powerful than the supercomputer they had in the 50s. Right. And just a good example, uh, my first cell phone was one of those suitcase ones. Mm-hmm. You know, and now they, they shrunk them down, but now they've gotten bigger. Right. Uh, let's look at the phone. That's a good example of... Now, do you believe we that's uh, alien technology reverse engineered? I think it is because I don't think we were smart enough to make those leaps and bounds on our own. Um, and the reason I say that is because we've had scientists like Galileo who've made great discoveries, uh, Isaac Newton. We've had these great mathematicians throughout history and, and these great inventors and scientists. Why didn't we do it then? Right. Right. Uh, in, in the early 1900s, we had Nikolai Tesla, who, you know, people called him a crackpot or whatnot, but he was a genius. He had some of the best ideas, but he did say that he heard voices and they talked to him from space. Right. He said it was channeled. Through. Right. It was channeled. But my thing is, we've made leaps and bounds since the Roswell crash. And is that coincidence? Right. Right. Look at uh, up until then... Uh well, we had the steam engine. We we invented the internal combustion engine, right. and you know things were moving along. I guess now it looks like a snail's pace, but they're normal pace. Right to now, where I don't know, just these these uh, computers control everything. Well, and and it's like um, I just recently bought a new laptop, and and my wife she said, "Well, what is it? What does the wireless card matter?" I'm like, if I buy an 802.11 that's obsolete I, i'm gonna even though my speed is gigabyte at home i'm gonna pick up maybe a hundred at the at the most as to where i said i want a wi-fi six card that's going to give me the gigabyte speed so that's what i'm talking about leaps and bounds in just a matter of years and this is just wi-fi connectivity uh right imagine what the military budget with billions of dollars could do Right. Now, uh, we, I was talking about this with my brother-in-law. We were talk, I think it was he who I was talking with. But uh, we are talking about, like, uh, the stealth bomber that was, like, 20 years old before they brought it out to the of, public. Of, of course. Right, because they didn't bring it out to, like, the Gulf War area. Era. No, and, and now we're saying that that's obsolete. We, we got some better aircraft. Uh, if you look at the Navy ship I was on, a, a DDG-3, it was a guided missile destroyer. It was a little tin can. Look at these destroyers that they're getting ready to build and release. Well, I was going to say they look nothing like the traditional nothing. destroyer. These things are like hot rod speedboats right. that are capable of blowing little countries up. Right, right. And uh, maybe that's what we need to do. Maybe, maybe. Meet my little friend. Well, I was going to say all this technology and I'm st I still have a word processor at home and my kids can't explain to me why I can't get internet on that. <laughs> <laughs> That's why uh, bills never get paid on time. No, but 
I, I want you people listening, think about that. Think about how much technology has moved. Now, I look at my grandkids who I, I bought them all tablets and they have tablets and I watch how they maneuver around the tablet to watch their kid YouTube videos. And I'm amazed at how fast they pick it up. Now, I may not see it, but I'm wondering when this kid is 50 years old, my age, well, oh, I'm not supposed to give my age away. But when well, this, what the hell? You're old. When man. this kid is my age, what kind of technology is he going to see? Right. You know, we may already be flying with the aliens and cruising alongside them. And uh, they may be saying, well, you need to soup it up. Uh, we'll, we'll be in the sky with our little uh, gremlins and they'll be with their Corvettes. Right. Yeah. So I think it's coming. The day's coming, people. Well, it's, it's not what they'll see. I'll see it, too, because I already got a chip. You know, when I die, they'll load my consciousness in another body. Well, I just want them to see if, uh, yeah, if they could clone me. And uh, I, I, don't, I, don't want, I don't want all my thoughts and everything in the new body. <laughs> well, I, I asked them if they could, like, just save my head, you know, like in the jar. Right. Keep it alive so I could just, when people come look at me, scare them. <laughs> That's all I want to do. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, these are things we wanted to share with you tonight. Uh, our experience, this recent experience was just great. Th this one was pretty mind-blowing. It, it was. You know, we, we told you the story, but that don't do justice it to being there. It does not. And it happened so f The night just happened so fast. It's like we were on fast forward that whole night. It was crazy. The night was crazy. The experience was crazy. And uh, like I said, I'm just glad our older brother was there to experience it. Now, let me tell you how crazy it really was. We took a few beers and we stopped drinking them. We didn't even. And that's for us. Come on. <laughs> Forget about it. Yeah. It was, yep. That's how intense it was. It, was. it was an intense night. But that's what we wanted to share with you all tonight. And, and thank and you for listening. And if any of you guys had anything like this happen to you, let us know. Try. Right. We'd like to hear about it. We'll tell your story. We'll bring you on if you want to tell your own story. That'd be great. That's right. And you got the email. Reach out to us. I will check it as soon as I am done. Right. Now, there's somebody else. Uh, there's a couple of guests we still need to get on. Yeah, there is. We're still working on that. It's just, uh, yeah, this is a crazy time. We're crazy busy. So, yeah, I am crazy busy at work right now. <laughs> I just got off vacation. So, I, he's busy. Same, uh, and I'm about ready to go on vacation. So, <laughs> <laughs> but reach out to us. Tell us your story. We want to hear it. Thanks for listening. Peace.